Hello and welcome to the Arrow Jets podcast, the podcast for anyone who responds to a coach saying, do your own thing tonight with skipping training for the pub. More on that later. Before we begin, I'd like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the lands in which we are recording this podcast, in which we play our football. For us today, that is the lands of the Wurundjeri people. Sovereignty was never ceded, and it always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Hello, I'm Taryn. I'm your host for this podcast. It was a beautiful day today. It was sunny until it rained, and then it got quite cold. But then it was nice again. I'm not sure it rained for about two minutes. Hope it's nice where you are today, wherever you're listening. With me on the podcast is Fiona Duchy Holland. Duchy, how's life? Life's good as usual, Taryn. It's been a big week at Yarra Jets. We've got lots to talk about, so I'm excited to be here. Life's good. LG. LG. Our special guest today on this podcast is the fantastic, the wonderful, the excellent Peter. Pete, how are you doing? Hi, Taryn. Hey, Dutchie. Yeah, good. 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 <laughs> Tell us about yourself, who you play for, your role at the club. Uh, yeah, so um, I'm, I don't know, role at the club, uh, treasurer at Yarra Jets. Um, I'm been there in that position for a couple of years now too. I just think no one wants to put their hand up for it, but that's all good. Yeah. Brilliant. All that time for the Jetties? Uh, no, so I've been with the Jets for, God, just trying to think of how long I've been at work for. That would be actually eight years, nine years, nine years now. Um, and then before that, I used to play in and around uh, Wagga Wagga. I played for um, the uni team and South Wagga um, and before that in a little town called Swan Hill. Fantastic. Well, it's good to have you on board, true veteran of the club and a big shout out to you for paying the coaches because yes. <laughs> it helps. I can't believe you only started playing at 16. You're so good. Yes, yeah, like year nine, yeah, 15, 16. Wow, that's so and impressive. Yes, yeah, Swan Hill, there's uh, you don't get the girls and boys soccer, it's all in. Um, right. Dad's coaching or sideline coaching was uh, please go for the ball, not the player. Um, <laughs> they yeah. boys, I couldn't get yeah, there yeah. without that's... pushing them out of the way first and then getting the ball. It so. actually explains how you play now, like you. you you're quite a physical player in a good way. I don't think you're rough, but you use your body well. So I think probably playing with boys maybe helped that helped initially. That initially, and then Wagga definitely cemented it. Oh, um, really? Oh, yeah. Wagga. Well, on that note, we will dive straight into the games for this week. We'll go in chronological order. So the first game. Happened at 1 p.m. at home. It was State Threes versus Familiar Foes, Fitzroy City. Uh, but 
Unfortunately, with a less than ideal outcome, Dutchie, talk us through it. Yes, it was less than ideal. We lost uh, 0-11, so they scored a lot of goals on us. And look, to be honest, um, look, it's okay, yeah? So they're not that many places ahead of us. They're kind of middle of the table. I think they've only won four or five games themselves. Um, So they're obviously very excited about the win and to win in such a big way. But, um, you know, you're playing the bottom team and if they looked at our scores, we've been getting beaten by quite a bit recently. Um, One of the decisions, like at the start of the game, was to change things up a little bit with our positioning. Um, And we've, we've got nothing to lose, yeah? We're bottom of the ladder. We've been losing every game. We just want to try and score a goal and keep the ball up forward as much as possible and try to you know, just build on our play in the midfield and up forward. So we went in with a probably more attacking lineup. We moved Nia up into the 10 position. So out of the central defence position, we moved, um, well, Gertie, you know, Gertie's always an option to play in goals, but wanted to play her in the midfield. Uh, we were missing some key players. So we're missing Rocket, Cookie and Twin, who are all, you know, fairly pivotal pivotal players for us. Um it was probably some more, you know, missing Izzy up front as well. I'm just trying to think who else. We're missing quite a few. We had one sub in the end who also had to run the lines. Um, so, you know, we, we kind of just thought, let's go out there. Let's try a few things. We're initially going to put Roma in goals um, because she's been putting up her hand to, you know, have a go in goals. Um, but unfortunately, Roma forgot to remove her fake nails. Um, I'm calling her out on the podcast for this because we, we want you to play goals, Roman, but I need you to remove those nails. So uh, she was a last-minute scratching from that position. Um, and so we're all like, you know, kind of before the game, we're like, oh, heck, what are we going to do now? We need a goalkeeper. And Gertie was like, well, do I just go in and play goalkeeper? Now, obviously, we know if Gertie's in goal, she's a bit more of a experienced goalkeeper than any of the rest of us. And we can see, you know, the dramatic change in the scores since probably we've moved Gertie out of goals in the second half of the season where we've been playing Gertie on the field um, and where we've kind of had, you know, different players going in goals. And, you know, that's really, I'd say that's one of the key differences to when we've started maybe losing more games, not, you know, I've played goalkeeper. You just, you know, you just don't have the experience. You don't know your positioning. You're going to let a few more goals in and that's just the way it is. Um, So we're like, well, do we put Gertie back in goals? We're like, no, no, we don't. So Ash, I don't even know that Ash volunteered. I think she got told to play in goals in the first half. And then in the second half, Sam volunteered and uh, has told me that she won't be running back to play that position anytime soon. Um, so I think in the first half, we were 5-0 down. Second half was 6-0 down. I'm not going to talk through all the goals. It was, um, you know, they were just a lot of goals. Um, probably the worst one was one that I stuffed up. And it was one where, you know, when the goalkeeper um, does the, the AFL kick, what do you call that? The punt, you know, the punt from the, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I know the last few games, Gertie's like, I want the midfield to collect those. I want the mid. I don't want him to get to the back line. I want the midfield to collect those before it gets to the back line. But the wind was so strong. I reckon it carried like five metres over the halfway line, maybe even more. I can't, you know, I don't want to exaggerate. I often exaggerate. But, and I was just like, oh, do I head this? Do I header it? Or do I, 
And I've been trying not to header the ball. I used to header those ones. And when Gertie had said, oh, we're going to leave those ones to the midfield, I was kind of secretly happy because I'm like, I won't have to make that split second decision about whether I'm going to add to my brain injury that I'm probably going to have later in life or, you know, anyway. So it's coming for me. It's coming at full force. And I'm like, do I header it or don't I? And my partner was watching and he always yells at me after, well, not yells at me, gives me a hard time after the game if I've headed too many balls. I'm like, why are you headering it? You've got to stop headering it. You've got to look after yourself. So I'm like, all right, I'm not going to header this one. But I left my decision too late that I couldn't, I'm like, well, do I chest it? Do I take it on my stomach? I didn't know which one was going to hurt more. So in the end, I just put a leg out. <laughs> didn't get anywhere Didn't get anywhere near it. And I uh, just sailed over my head, bounced, and the striker just straight onto it went one-on-one and just put it through for a goal um and at that point I was just like oh god this is a disaster but um anyway that was you know there are a few highlights most uh the biggest mention or the one I want to mention the most was Swifty actually um and Swifty's wasn't playing in the striker position where was she playing maybe midfield or on the wing and because I think we've been trying to work out a good position for Swifty where she's a natural fit and the ball was going out. It was kind of sailing through the air and she's done almost like a bicycle kick to keep it on the field, but it had actually gone over the line first, but we were so impressed with her uh, manoeuvre that it was probably the highlight of the match. We were just like, and I think there's been some chat after the game about how amazing that was. So shout out to Swifty. Um, but yeah, look, that's probably all. There were some nice birds as we were going to do our warm up, and we we're Good. doing our warm up on the. There were, the pitches were all being used, so we had to do our warm up in that, you know, really yucky part at the side of the pitch where there's lots of potholes and you worry about doing an ankle. But there were these really nice. I want to say they were parrots, but they were maybe smaller than I'd expect a parrot to be. But yeah, there were two or three of them. They're quite pretty, Sharon. So I just thought I'd report oh, that. Lovely. That's that's very important. Yeah. Um, Dutchie, I've, I've, I've two sort of questions coming out of that report. Yeah, yeah. The first one, can you give the people an update on Cookie? Do we know where she's at? Did she break her nose? Yep. Um, apparently it's not broken. She's been seeing an ENT specialist and they want to review her again. Um, but there's, I think she said there's cartilage, I think that's what you call it, damage or something in her mm-hmm. nose. So they've basically said you can't play for four weeks and that's the season off that's over for her um and I think the reason is if if she got another hit there's kind of internal healing that needs to happen that um and maybe her she said her nose is or part of it's moved ever so slightly you can't notice it but it's fragile so she's out she's out for the rest of the season all right so no one hit cookie in the noggin uh any time soon avoid cookie's face with footballs (laughs) footballs <laughs> and um <laughs> that's that's the key lesson um I forgot what the second question was I'm pretty sure the second question was going to be something about birds and you you already answered it so I answered it yeah I'm ready <laughs> you're ready you're fully ready for the bird chat I don't normally take notice of birds. well I do kind of but not common not common birds but these ones were quite pretty I'm like, oh look at those birds yeah, we do, we do get a lot of wildlife at at Yarra Bend. Yes, yeah. you know, there's birds, there's you know other wildlife. Well, oh, there's bats. We've all talked bats. about the bats. Yeah, yeah. Mm. lots so, of those. Yeah, all all sorts. Uh, Dutchie, do you have a player of the match? Yeah, I'm giving it to Swifty for her marvelous move in keeping that ball in that didn't work out so well. But um, yeah, look, I think everyone had 
pretty standard kind of game, but I think Swifty for that one was uh, the standout. So player of the match goes to Swifty. Oh, actually, I do remember my second question now. Sam and oh. goals, did she cop a ball to the guts? Because this is a this is the Sam trait. It was interesting the differences between the two goalies because what I was especially proud of, Ash, proud like I'm her parent, I was like maybe envious that she did it, was she dive. She was going side to side. Like, and often when you're a stand-in keeper, you don't do that. Whereas Sam was probably a little bit more. Uh, maybe a bit aggressive to the ball, a bit more aggressive to the ball and would come and pick it up. I don't think she copped any in her stomach, but she'll probably correct me for this. Um, yeah, I think it was just, I think it's pretty hard when you're a keeper and there's just balls coming through and, you know, a few of them got scored from, I think maybe two or even at least two got scored from corners where kind of got cleared into the box and then there was a bit of play out of the box and play straight back in into the nets which is really hard for a keeper to kind of stop when you your box is crowded and you can't really see what's going on so I don't know shout out to the two goalkeepers as well because they did a marvellous job and it's a an unforgiving task I think at times so good on them for giving it a crack and you know the positive thing for us is we had the ball up forward a lot um, I think everyone's talking about the first 25 minutes where they hadn't scored a goal. It was up in our forward line a lot. Um, I think there are kind of maybe even one or two shots at goal, which we just haven't had. So even though we sacrificed probably, you know, our strength in defence and in goals, we, you know, there was some positive outcomes as well. Yeah, that was awesome. good. And I guess, I guess at this stage of the season, it's just about, you know, yeah. we've got nothing to lose season yeah, yeah. And it's improving those mid- midfielders and strikers who probably don't get to see a lot of the ball because it's, it's such a defensive game with us and yeah to give them the opportunity was was really good so onwards and upwards next year we're all excited excellent excellent all right well we'll leave the state threes there for this week and we'll move on to the state twos it was the much anticipated away game to league leaders mill park a reminder of the last time we played them we won three two and what was quite a spicy affair Pete, talk us through what happened this time. Uh, yep. So um, we all, yeah, got to the ground. Um, we only had 11 players, so no subs. So maybe a little bit flatter than what we're trying to sort of pump ourselves up. I'm like, come on, gotta, you know, try and beat them. Try and I think if they win, they could have, well, obviously they're on top of the table by a fair margin, but um uh you know try and put a a bump in their road to victory sort of thing um you know I've got my red and black ribbons out put them in my hair um (laughs) uh, but yeah with no subs it was going to be a bit of a long game um and we were expecting a rough game um so yeah um they won if we do it sort of in halves they won the first half three nil um I gave away the first penalty right in Paul's you know um the worst spot he wants it anyway <laughs> penalty just outside the box 18 yard box like it. um bit of the wogger coming out uh so the girl was a little, obviously she was heading towards goal um and I was coming back to cover she was a bit handsy so I might have an elbow back or something I'm not exactly sure what I did but anyway there was a penalty 
she deserved it she deserved um, it yeah it was quite early on too uh from maybe in the first 10 15 minutes so <laughs> probably didn't probably um amped it up a bit quicker than needed to uh but anyway so penalty outside emma was in goals and she she nearly got it i from my point of view anyway it looked like it only went past her fingertips um back post bottom corner she had to dive um and at least I think that's the save I'm lining up with the penalty. Uh, it was very close. Um, I, I didn't find, on, on the whole, I didn't find them too spicy this time, but there was, you know, a couple instances where, you know, there's um, a bit of shoving in that. Um, or oh, they were picking on, I might have been saved, actually, but just being on, out on the wing. Um, Maria was getting picked on again. and. Um, yeah, it was kind of definitely heating up in the middle there. Um, why, why always Maria? We need to get Maria like a, a Mario Balotelli she, shirt. Like why always me? <laughs> she just makes people feel so silly, I reckon. She's got, you know, golden footwork, um, tricky on the ball, can turn on a dime. Um, and even though they might be winning um, and uh, like – King's Domain did it a bit, Mill Park, there's other teams. As soon as they get frustrated, they just seem to take it out. They can't beat her properly, so they'll beat her masterly or, you know, in a <laughs> savage way. It's too good. It's so too good Maria. for him. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not really sure which order the second, the second and third goals came in, but one was um, for Mill Park. One was just pretty much um, our defenders had moved across. They were coming down the right, well, candle side, um, and our defenders had all moved across, sort of left the middle open. Um, I think that one was where we thought it might have been offside, so we like trying to let hands up offside. Um, but the ref didn't call it and it sort of went through um, and I can't remember the other one, but <laughs> I'm a bit of a Gertie when it comes to recapping games. I can't remember the full games. I remember bits and pieces. But, is, is that an official um, phrase? A bit of a Gertie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> make, let's make it official. It is now a phrase. A bit of a Gertie. Yeah. A brain fades. Um, so, yeah, the first half, 3-0. It was a bit disappointing. Um, got a bit of a talk up from Paul on the at the at halftime um and so second half we did come out and uh I think we, yeah we definitely did a lot better they were scoreless which is great and we even got one back um which is a bit of a textbook goal um it came went down Candle's side of the field um but L was actually down in that in the right hand corner and managed to kick it back kick it back across the top of the box uh, top 18 um I thought I'm like damn it I've overrun it because it's sort of gone behind or heading behind me and I'm like damn it I'm in the wrong spot but Kirsten was coming down through the middle at the top of the D and she was there on time um and managed to shoot it in the up just under the um crossbar and get it in in the net so that was uh, pretty cool. So we, and uh, Alex on the sidelines said we were all in the right positions, and I'm like, oh, good. I felt like it stuffed up there. <laughs> <laughs> Misread Elle's <laughs> let me cross, but I was like, oh. uh, 
yeah. Um, so yeah, the second half probably they were definitely starting to implode. Like you could see they were like a bit more yelling at each other in Mill Park. Um, so we just had to try and keep on top of it um, to keep ourselves calm. Uh, Lance was doing great work in the back. She was sort of making, I think, like little runs up up in the midfield too. Um, who else? Taryn was, you know, big some big headers off Taryn. Um, so, sorry, excuse me. I'm pretty sure there's a header or two. Oh, that's funny. T. Jeez. I was like, I'm sorry. I was there. I was heading the ball. What? Sorry. Did I enter some kind of dream state where I went to Mill Park? I don't know if you noticed on the field. I still do do it. I mix you and T up all the time. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I ruined your flow. Ruined your flow. That's all right. Um, where are we up to? Uh, trying to remember <laughs> who else. Um, yeah, I think I can't really remember too much else about the game there. So, yeah. good stuff. And I'm glad to hear that we stayed cool when they were maybe mm. imploding slightly. Uh, there was a Premier League game overnight, actually, Tottenham versus Chelsea. Ended two all. Tottenham got a very, very late equaliser. Um, and a lot of the reason for that late equaliser was because Chelsea started imploding despite being 2-1 up. Go watch the footage of the handshake between Antonio Conte and Thomas Tuchel. It is hilarious. They both got red cards. Go watch that if you're interested. But that's an example of, you know, you need to stay calm. You need to stay composed. Uh, Yep. Lesson to any of my under-13s who I know have discovered this podcast about how you need to stay cool. (laughs) and calm and composed so that's really good but mill park obviously quality team top of the league probably going to win the league uh unless uh someone can do something interesting at the end of the season mm. um it's probably between them and uh them and king's domain now so yeah unlucky but no subs is what it is yep um, oh shout out for emma and grace too um we also didn't have Obviously, Taryn's not there for our <laughs> goalkeeper, so Emma and Grace. Uh, they did, there were some awesome saves from both of them. Grace had some big bombers coming out <laughs> from there, too. They were just, just gonna clip that out of context. <laughs> Grace has played AFL though before, so I think their technique oh, yeah. would be quite good. Yeah, the, I, given the wind, it was just like, God, she was, um, there's one she called, she's like, Pete, and she's like, going to kick it my way. And it went up. It stayed sort of central, so it didn't come as far. But um, I think because Elle wasn't really expecting it her way, hadn't started running. And so it went over. There was a few that went over where, where our strikers were and things like that. So, yeah, that was definitely big ones. I just um, remembered I caused a penalty as well, but it was like, like in the goals. Like in the box. Oh um, no. Yeah. I just put, I pushed a player as well. <laughs> I didn't really though. I just played my normal game and she fell. 
and the ref gave it to her. I was a bit annoyed. And I told him I'd been push, pushing harder earlier in the game. He's like, really? Anyway. Dump yourself in. Yeah, I know, but I got annoyed. She then went on to score two more goals, so maybe I imploded. Anyway, back to your game. <laughs> I was just playing my normal game, and she just she just happened to fall over. Yeah, it's like did. the Simpsons, the Lisa and Bart. I'm just going to move my arms, and if you get in my way, that's your problem. That's exactly not like my that. problem. <laughs> um, I was very annoyed. Pete, were there any birds at Mill Park? Um, at the State 2 game, I didn't notice any birds, but um, I reported a crow swooped grace. Um, so I took that as a sign as good of good luck for the second half, and which turned out well. 1-0 win. I did, <laughs> we'll receive, I did receive a text, and this makes me laugh because clearly my brand is really strong at this point. Um, grace <laughs> bird just, brand. Yeah, the bird brand. Um, after the game, <laughs> I would like you to know that I got swooped by a crow as soon as I set up in goals for the second half. So there you go. Uh, it seems to be a theme. Goalkeepers getting swooped by crows. Um, at away games, I don't know. I don't know why. Uh, sometimes it's good omens. Sometimes it's bad omens. Uh, Grace, better better look out for hamstring injuries in the next week is what happens to me <laughs> oh. oh no <laughs> oh my Not goodness good. okay wrapping up the state two game pete do you have a player of the match i was thinking about this and sort of automatically go to kirsten for the goal but i reckon uh Lan's sort of from the back line the second definitely the second half picked up uh paul told her to captain and i think <laughs> I think uh, she captain. Um, so, yeah, I think last. That's that's fantastic. Uh, yeah, see, Kirsten, Kirsten gets a lot of mentions on this podcast for someone who does not want to be on the podcast, and that is a direct comment aimed at really? Kirsten. Oh, Kirsten. Kirsten. I'm going to work on you. I know you're listening. I know you're listening. There's limited weeks left. <laughs> You, you can't get away just with it be like season. one of the best players and get mentioned all the time and then I know. Don't, don't give back. Don't, I know. <laughs> you don't get to get away with it. Um, all right. So that is the wrap-up of our games. Not super successful on the pitch, but as always, we have lots of fun. We play with our friends. We get endorphins with fitness. I mean, I say we. I didn't. I was on the couch. <laughs> but other people do, so that's great. Um things we love to see uh it is <laughs> it is getting towards the end of the season and I don't think the mood is um <laughs> I think the mood changes based off training the, yeah, yeah. I, I mean yeah you, you start to want your life back uh, yeah the end of the season I want my weekends back yeah yeah attendances have swooped ticker is down <laughs> ticker is significantly down at this yep. point in the season um yep. but that's What's okay pretty cold <laughs> yeah it's also and freezing. wet yeah all of all of the above all of the above but we move and in this case we move on to the quiz question segment so the current tally after last week is taryn on 11 dutchy on 12 and guess on 14 so I'm catching up after last week. I'm pretty pretty happy with that. Um, but guests collectively still in the lead. So 
clearly we're getting on some smart people on the podcast and clearly it's not just because Dutchie and I have missed a few episodes. It's got nothing <laughs> no, to do with it. That has nothing to do with it whatsoever. Speaking of guests, Pete, let's start mm-hmm. with you. What's your question this week? Uh, pretty simple, well, simple wish one. How many teams are there at Yarra Jets, juniors and seniors? Oh, and bonus like... points. I was going to say bonus points if you know how many or have a guess at how many girls or female teams there are. Too. Ah, see, when the guests come in and add bonus points and whatnot, that well, I guess no, that's okay because <laughs> that, that can cheeky? add to no, that can add to our score. We just hmm. can't add any more bonus points, Taryn, to when we ask questions. Okay, all right. I reckon when I did the scouting at the start of the season when we played Ashburton, because remember they were saying they were Victoria's biggest junior club, and I did a count of all their teams and then went and counted all of ours. And I, do you want to go first, Taryn, or you want to let me pick a number? I, I don't, I think it was in the 30s or 40s. Uh, something eight is sticking out. And now I'm panicking, it's actually 28. Okay, no, 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 I'm going to stick to my original gun. I'm going to say... I'm going to say 38, 38. See, I reckon it's in the 20s. I seem to remember Ashburton were like 31 or something. Like maybe we were 28, Taryn. Maybe we're 27. I'm going to go 28 because you wanted to say it and you didn't. I was devastated. 33 oh. on the website. Oh, so who gets the point? Smack bang in the middle, wasn't That's, it? Yes, exactly. it is. <laughs> Is that half a point each? Oh, the bonus question. There's still a bonus question. question. Yeah. I I think that there's more girls' teams than boys' teams. I think that's a thing. And so, because there's three senior teams, uh, well, there's four senior. Are we counting the men's reserves? Okay, let's just say four senior teams, so 29 juniors. So I reckon there's... (laughs) Hang on, I just froze. I reckon there's... 18 girls' teams. Okay. Um, I'll just say 21 girls' teams. 16. Oh, all right, Sharon, you mm. get the point. <laughs> <laughs> that is a... Uh, so, it's pretty um, much split 50-50. Oh, that is means it? it's 16, 17 then. Oh, mm. So close, so close. Yeah. Come on, girls. Come on. Yeah. Invite your friends. We need Let's one more take team. on the boys. <laughs> if your team's listening, Taryn, it's a call out to those girls. Mm. Let's mm-hmm. build. That's yeah. a big step up next season because we go from nine aside to 11 aside. So ah, so we need more play. Ah, but we need more teams, not yeah. just players. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. So you, yeah. your five-year-old siblings, when it's like five aside or something, get them involved. Get them down. <laughs> get them down. Get them down. We need, we need more more teams. Um, well, well, I'm giving myself a, a point. Give yourself a point. I'll let you. I there's going to be a lot of girls that want to play soccer after the World Cup next year. So mm-hmm. let's just watch us expand. Oh, Ooh. yeah. There's definitely going to be a Yarra Jets pod special from a oh, from a oh, World oh. Cup ground somewhere. Oh, I want to get a World Cup player on. That's my aim. Mm, okay. Yep. All right. Yeah, yeah. Leave it with me. I'm just going to send messages on Instagram to every player I know or I don't know <laughs> and hope one responds. One might. Someone might. And they probably um, won't. Stoddy, if you're listening. Morris <laughs> connection. There you go. In a good word. 
Yeah, <laughs> in a good way. <laughs> to all of our listeners from Bo Morris, they're involved. <laughs> After we probably said mean things about the players, I don't really remember. <laughs> Dutchie, what is your question for this week? Okay, well, because I've already talked a little bit about acquired brain injuries and potential dementia late in life because of heading the ball too often, uh, in 2020, there was a decision, I think, that came out about at what age children are permitted to head the ball. Um, And I think, look, I can't actually tell if it was worldwide or if it was a recommendation that came from the UK that Australia adopted, but what is the age where kids aren't allowed to head of the ball in training? 12, I think. Peter? I was say they do it a lot. Um, 12 sounds pretty logical but to change the answer. You can say uh, the same answer if you want. <laughs> that or, or 10. You sure you don't want to say it's 12? If you think it's 12, 12. say it's 12. 12. <laughs> Go first, guys. It's, it's 12. It is 12. It is 12. <laughs> I just don't want Taryn to get a point. But she can. <laughs> you don't want me to fully catch up. Oh, but uh, look, in the spirit of fairness, you can have it, Taryn. Um, so does that mean with your team, your what's your team are under 13s, Taryn, or under 12s? Under 13s, but there's, there's no, that's not an official thing. Isn't I think it? That's just okay. a recommendation. It's a recommendation. Yeah, okay. yeah, no, there's no rule against heading. And we do. Do you yeah, train been, it? Uh, a little bit. I mean, yeah. I, I'm a little bit torn about it because, yeah, all of that research. And it also just doesn't actually happen in games because the girls don't, like, most of the time, they're not sort of in a 50-50, the ball's in the air, trying to, you know, like yeah. muscle someone else off the ball to head the ball in the goal. Like that's not really happening. Yeah. So there's actually not much point to, to yeah. training heading. Like maybe if they're playing at a bit of a higher level at this age, maybe, but uh, even the best teams aren't doing that. I think yeah. I've seen one attempted header at goal and it was it went really wide. Uh-huh. <laughs> so... Um, <laughs> Yeah, it, it, it's not been super relevant. We do occasionally practice it just because some of them want to be like Sam Kerr. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll but, practice that. I yeah. just feel like all of my training over all the years has been, you know, you do that drill where you practice 10 headers, you practice 10 chests, you know. You never practice on your, I don't know, where are you meant? Sometimes you get it in your stomach, don't you? Or you're just trying to work out. I need to, this, this is the thing I'm going to work on next year, not headering in, unless it's in the goal square, in the goal, in the box. Anyway, moving right yeah. along. It's it is it's an interesting one, but uh, yeah. yes, yeah. not super relevant for this podcast. Well, <laughs> we'll move on to my question. Um, my question is: This season, there's been a lot of people out, injured, sick, European holidays, all of the above. In state two, there is one player that, despite everything has managed to get on the park for every single game. Who is that player? And I'm going to go for Dutchie first. I want to say it's Peter. But I just want to think about this a little bit more. Because I think Elle would have played a lot, but I think she hurt her arm after the Brunswick game. It could be Lance. 
I'll say Lance. You'll say Lance, okay. Yep. Pete? I think it's Lance as well. I'm just trying to think everyone. There's you been have a couple the same in- dilemma. <laughs> <laughs> there's injuries. So it's clearly not you, Peter. You're my no, other one. Had, You've missed, okay. Uh, they had missed two, one or two. Everyone else that I can picture on the field. Because uh, Bridge didn't quite make it onto, uh, does it, is it just listed on the yeah, I, I looked on. up the the fixture list, clicked on stats, and most appearance like and saw the appearances. So it's it's people they listed on the team sheet. Yeah, I was going to say Bridge didn't quite. She was there, but didn't quite make it onto the onto the field for the game. But I think it's Lance. Wow. Uh, well done, you both got it right. It is it is Lance. Uh, eighteen out of eighteen. So. Well, 16 out of 16, actually. Sorry, my bad. Soon <laughs> to be 18 out of 18. So good job. Just a quick editor's note. We received word on Tuesday night that Lance has COVID. So I feel like we jinxed her and she will indeed miss a game. So sorry, Lance. Hope you're well. Godspeed. Um, when I when I looked up the stats as well, really depressingly, I'd only played six games. Oh, really? <laughs> really? Yeah. So, I'm surprised. I thought you played more than that. Yeah, well, I got COVID two months ago now, so that's yeah. eight games plus mm. the hamstring injury. So, yep. Well, yeah, depressing. Sorry, it's not like it's I play. Next the, it's not like I play the one specialist position where you really need someone to be all season. <laughs> Definitely didn't have an impact on our results at all. Sorry. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> we blame you for not winning the whole league, I'd say. Uh, yeah. Blame, anyway. blame, uh, I don't know. Don't blame anyone. I, I'm not, I'm not going to. No, it is, it one. is what it is. And you know what? There's always next season. Yeah. Hopefully. God, yep. hopefully. Well, there will be. Um, There'll be another season. So you'll well, be yeah, well, there you know, yeah. there'll be another season. My participation. You know, yes, I'll be back next season. You will be back. Got it. 100%. Got it. Yeah. Don't doubt it. <laughs> no. No, I'm not going to doubt it. I'm not going to doubt it. She's probably going to ask for money or something. That's why she's putting this hesitation in. She'll come in, she'll come in and say, I'll play, but you've got to pay me this. You've, you've, got, to, you've got to pay me the big bucks. You've got to pay me the big bucks. Uh, in all seriousness, COVID bad, um, long COVID extra bad. Keep your masks on, get your vaxxers, etc. I don't know. <laughs> Public health message in exactly. the Arrow Thank you, Charest. Yep. Um, what we're about. Yeah, well. Um, okay. So moving on to our next segment that is the food segment. So, of course, state three is at home. Don't have much to say. There's well, always no. the juniors barbecue. Oh, oh, well, there were, there, was some leftover, food, there were some leftover sausages okay. that Aggie and I found hidden. Well, they were oh. they were kind of hidden and they okay. might have been like the under-18s had just gone on. I'm like, Aggie, do you reckon these are for the under-18s? We're like, oh, maybe. And we're like, oh, they won't notice if two are gone. So we had one each. And I just, I really wanted to see what they were like after your mum's comment, Taryn, mm-hmm. that they were the, um, the worst ever or something. Yeah. And like my only thing again, like the bread was stale, but the bread had probably been out since nine o'clock in the morning and it was then three o'clock in the afternoon. But it was good after a game when we hadn't had lunch, they were great. So I was very happy. Great. All right. And then we've got a positive sausage message. So take that, mum. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Your opinion was terrible. And sorry if there weren't enough for the under 18s, but they pr- we'll know if they listen to the podcast if they come and say anything. <laughs> I hope the 18s listen to the podcast. I hope they do too. But so we'll too. find out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pete, hmm. you told me you had one chip. Was it half time? I don't didn't think I could stomach more. <laughs> I did offer I could. I was, uh, Nia came over with a bag of chips from the canteen. Uh, you could definitely smell that they had the grease fryer sort of going there. Um, and she she offered them around more to probably the state threes and everyone else who came to watch it. I was like, oh. I could lick, lick the salt off her chip. I don't think I could eat them at half time. Then she's found a small one, like one inch, a little one inch chip. I was like, here you go. I was like, oh, I'll eat it anyway. It's, uh, it's hydration. Right. The yeah, the it's, salts are good. I just didn't know about the carby part of the chip. <laughs> After some snakes as well, you know, half time snakes. Well, you've got your energy up with the sugar and you've got your hydration up with the salt. So really, it's the perfect halftime snack. Just don't eat too many, I don't think. <laughs> we are elite athletes here at the Yarra Jets, just so yes. you all know. Yeah. All right. So was was the chip was good? Chip was good. They're bright yellow, like whatever they use in their oil, they're like fluoro yellow chips. They're always bright yellow now, even if it's at the fish and chip shop. I don't know why yeah. it's the oil. It must be. Yeah, at least Strange. it's clean, I guess. Not the <laughs> old, know, you know, week know. old oil. <laughs> Any oil experts? <laughs> oh, my but goodness. Nah. Well, good. So good sausage, good chip. And overall, yep. good food week. I think we can all agree. Hmm. Moving on now to our third segment, and that is the very wholesome moment of the week. Actually, let's mix it up. Let's start with you. What's your moment of the week? Well, we had a a day trip for the team and we went out to Heathcote. We hired some buses and we went and had um, a wine tasting at a winery and then we went and had lunch at a brewery and then had another wine tasting. And it was just really good, wholesome fun. Um, probably the highlight was, you know, the sing-alongs on the bus and the dancing on the bus. I think actually someone did an injury oh, no. from dancing on the bus. Sam um, <laughs> had to wear a knee brace at the game yesterday. But so that was my highlight of the week. It was just fun. It's just, it's what we're all about, just having a bit of fun as well as playing soccer. I'm, I'm sorry, are you serious? <laughs> Yes. Have injured her knee on the bus on the way to a wine trip. Yep. Well, there were no rules on the bus. So, like, I don't know. She, well, maybe the juniors shouldn't listen to this, but I don't think Sam had her seatbelt on. And then she was getting a bit excited because a really good song came on. And, you know, we were doing the Macarena and the YMCA and, you know, a few different dances, that, uh, songs that required some movement. And I don't know, there were other songs as well. And I think Sam got a bit excited and wanted to do a dance move and fell on her knee or something like that is the way the story goes. She turned up to the game yesterday with a brace on her knee and that was the story that we got told. Oh, dear. Sorry. Yep. I forgot to mention that earlier in my game report, but there you go. It came out now, so it's there. Oh, speaking of doing a Gertie, I'm completely losing <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness oh my goodness yeah. Sam 
Yeah. You are the best. I hope you're not too injured. You're an icon and <laughs> we love you very much. Oh my gosh. All right. Pete, what was your moment of the week? Um, I had uh, COVID last week so it was good to uh, get out and so my highlight was going to be or my moment of the week was going to be the wine trip as well um because it can be it was a good day it was was a good day yeah um yeah so it's going to be the winery and thanks Dutchie for organizing that was really good um yeah we pulled it off well yeah it's good it was good fun yeah yes well I certainly brought home a few boxes so (laughs) (laughs) fantastic yeah. I mean I uh you know obviously I suppose I uh, didn't didn't go on the on the wine trip but the pictures looked like everyone had the best time uh yeah. it it just looked like so much fun um and that is one of the beauties of the club is hmm. doing things like that and you know we have several of them throughout the year not everyone goes to everything but you get you know, you know, no matter what you're doing, that a big chunk of people go, and you know that no matter what combination of people go, it's going to be the best time. So, yep, we all get along. Is, so it's, yeah, yeah, it's always fun. The best part. Mm. Um, my moment of the week was going back to that first line at the very beginning of the podcast. I, you know, was on the couch as as I am on a Thursday night, scrolling through my phone and. Start getting the WhatsApp messages in the state too. And it's about 6.30 and someone goes, is anyone going to train tonight? I don't don't, don't know. I don't really want to. So about three, you know, a few hours before Paul had said, look, I'm sick. I'm not, I'm not coming. Um, And then someone else goes, I don't know. Like I could also not go. And someone else was like, yeah, it's a little bit cold. Anyway. So photos of babies start happening. Photos of dogs start happening. (laughs) <laughs> People have just completely checked out. It's now seven o'clock. Like they're now meant to be training. And they're just like, oh yeah, you know, like I have a baby, like uh, maybe. Anyway, training was caught off. No one went. <laughs> Began... well, four, four people turned up. Oh, sorry, sorry. Probably not Christian. from your team. Four people turned up. <laughs> we don't uh, know who they shout were. out to those four people. I can't think off the top of my head That's who they me. were. But it's I think Nia and Lars. And yeah. I reckon CC would have turned up, wouldn't she? Yeah. She's good like that. Yeah, I think I think it was Lans was like, well, if I'd have seen this chat before, I wouldn't have gone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was just hilarious because it was just I, I could see these messages unfolding in real time. Yeah. It's like this peer pressure thing that just people just don't go. So we all love an excuse not to train. Like, especially I think on Thursday it had been raining during the day. It was pretty cold and yeah. Yeah, I yeah, I know when you get, you know, sometimes the council calls the game off because the field's flooded and I'm mm. like, I always get excited when it rains. I'm like, oh, maybe they'll call training off. <laughs> but they've improved the field at, at uh, Fairfield Park, so uh, we don't we don't get it called off very often, do we? No, uh, it's got to be the lightning factor. Yeah. It's the only time or if it's yeah. pouring. Yep. But, mm. Yeah. Yeah, so that was, that was my moment of the week. Also, like, my kids... Um, we lost, but they're a joy. So that's always my moment of the week. That's boring to say because nothing specifically happened. They're just, they're just oh, awesome. No, 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 no. Oh my God. I, I'm sorry. No, I have to mention this. So Tuesday was my birthday. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, I know I'm yes. double dipping here. That's Tuesday right. was you my birthday. And um, 
because my my mum's uh, here to to help look after me. Um, because my partner is living it up in Darwin, having the best time <laughs> in thirty degree weather and just like drinking like you know lemon lime bitties on the beach without um, her caring responsibilities anymore i know so yeah anyway so so my mom's here so my mom came to me to the the game in the previous week and was like to everyone oh like it's taryn's birthday um which was you know very embarrassing but you know mum's mum's gonna mum um unbeknownst to me the parents organized uh on this email thread to do something for my birthday so they um someone baked a cake uh the a lot of them brought like snacks um somehow it had come up in a previous conversation that um that that I was I was vegan and so the cake was vegan um was also nut free as well because one of the kids has an allergy so this was like a work of art this cake Mm. um uh yeah there were like snacks like little little uh sparklers which was hilarious because you can imagine 12 year olds on sugar with sparklers just went completely mental. Um, they were completely feral. It was hysterical. How um, much training did they do out of interest? About 20 minutes at the end. Right. Yeah. But it was so <laughs> sweet. It, it actually like made my night. It was very adorable. They also had a happy birthday for me. Um, and yeah, actually that, that probably is my moment of the week. Um, I can't believe I didn't mention that to begin with. I'd like to see them play. So they must have a home game in the next few weeks, yeah? Yes. Uh, next week's bye and then the week after that will be... See, the issue is... Okay, let me let me get my calendar. So their next home game is actually when we're in Brisbane. Uh, oh, they've got a long season. I think that might right. be the okay. last home game of the season or uh, it might be in two weeks after that. Oh, I'd have to double check. Okay, but. well, we'll check on this. I'd like to come and say hey and yeah. see them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they're, they're a good bunch. Now that I know they listen to the podcast as well, <laughs> I'm especially interested. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll leave that there. Apologies for being slightly overindulgent. Um, and we'll move to everyone's favourite segment, our final segment, the scouting segment. Dutchie, time continues to move as it does every week. There will be two more games next week. The second last game of the season. What a shame. Everyone is devastated. Well, it's our, it's our last game. Oh. We've got a bye in the last round. State so. three's last game, right? This is yep. extra special, I'm sure. Extra special. Everyone is devastated and really wanted this season to continue. Well, we want to score a goal. So this week coming, we've got to score a goal. That's it. So we're asking. Who are we, who are we scoring a goal against? <laughs> we're scoring a goal like, uh, uh, against top of the table, actually. Daniel City, who uh, have kicked 102 goals this year and have only had three scored against them. So we're going to be we're going to score a fourth goal against them. That's my aim. Anyway, so we're playing at their home ground, which is Yolambi Park. Um, the previous time we played them, we lost 0-7 at home, and that was in round eight. Um, so as I said, they're currently on top of the table. They're well clear. They're on 42 points. There's no one that's going to catch them. They've undefeated all season. Um, as I said, they've got a goal difference of 99. Yesterday they beat Swinburne 0-7. Um, and round 11, so the second on the ladder is Clifton Hill. They played them in round 11 and beat them 1-7. Um, they've got a full squad. You look at their team. They've got, you know, 15, 16 players listed. 
they're doing well. I did a bit of a stalk of their socials and, um, you know, they've, they've got quite regular posting about the women's team. Um, they celebrated being the league champions with three games to spare. So they obviously worked out when they locked it in. They said something about back-to-back promotion. So I'm, I'd have to go back and have a look, but wondering if they won state four last year to move up to state three and then have won it, which I don't know. I remember when we played them last time, there were rumours that they had some X or maybe NPL or VPL players playing for them. Um, I don't know if it's two or three of them. I don't know who. It was just I think the under-18s were playing, were watching our games that day. They were playing after us and they came and told me, oh, well, you, you guys did really well. There were some VPL players playing in that team. I'm like, oh, really? Um, so, you know, maybe that's why they are just advancing. They've got some, some good players in their team. I'm just looking at the socials. They've also got a team that plays in the series Futsal Victoria Women's League. Is that a good league, Taryn? Does that mean they're good? I really know very little about okay. futsal it futsal. sounds impressive yeah well they play that and they play on a Sunday so you know they've got some players that can play they're a, they're a good team so um and they look to be honest when we played look I found them to be fairly nice I think some of the girls thought they were a bit rough but um they've got they've got an older player that I've you know seemed to have come up against over the years and so it's always nice to have a chat to those players and yeah anyway so look I don't know that we'll win that one, but if they've already won the league, they might give some players a week off or something. And, you know, so you never know. It'd be great if we won. We'll see how we go. And the state twos. Yes. So you guys, you guys have got our Brunswick Zebras. We're, we're both playing at the same time. We're both playing at 3 PM, um, but you guys are playing at home. Um, so the Zebras are currently third on the ladder. They've had nine wins, three draws, and four losses. They've got a goal difference of 13. Um, last time we played them, we lost 2-0, and that was at their home game, sorry, home ground in round eight. And that was quite a drama-filled game. That was when the goalkeeper got the mm-hmm. red card from memory. Um, and there was, you know, some amazing goals scored. But, you know, I think we can give them a run for their money. Um, so last yesterday, actually, they lost to Melbourne Uni. They lost um, one two, which is good because Melbourne Uni's in that top four. They're all vying for those those top positions. Um, and the week before that, they lost to Kings Domain, and that was a makeup round, and they lost two nil. So you know they're coming off the back of two losses. They're down, so capitalize on that. Um, they did have a good squad listed yesterday. I could see they had you know the full sixteen listed on their team sheet. Interestingly, Melbourne Uni only had 12 listed on there. So they've beaten Brunswick with 12 players. So I don't know. Interesting to see what happened there. Um, when I stalked them on their socials, there's nothing, not a lot going on there. It's pretty boring, really, um, compared to ours now. Um, they're just saying they're hoping to secure a top three finish, which is um, different from a few weeks ago where they were hoping to win the title. But I think they've realised they're not going to win it. Mill Park's probably going to win it. Um, so they're now going for a top three finish. So we'll see how they go, well, how you guys go. But going for the win, I say. Yeah, very, very interesting. And uh, just for those listening, Football Victoria actually confirmed recently the uh, competition structure for the next season who would be promoted. So there's actually no relegation uh, officially. Oh. Obviously, oh, teams really? will move up and down, but there's no relegation. Uh, the reason why there's no relegation is because they're adding extra teams to MPL and VPL. 
So the idea is that teams will just filter up. Obviously, it it doesn't actually work out that way because every single year teams move around based on 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 their ability. Um, you know, we've spoken a lot about and this could be an entire podcast with people who (laughs) probably know better than us, but um, you know, that there probably needs to be mechanisms for teams to, you know, if you're coming up from under 18s and you've got a really good team there should be a mechanism yeah. for you to enter at state three or state two but it yep. sort of doesn't Agreed. work that way anyway there is officially no relegation the top three teams uh from state two will go up uh oh. i think the top two teams from state three will go up um and then okay. there'll be a playoff for the for the final few places for the teams that finish third well this will be why brunswick want to finish top three yes i'm guessing yeah yes. okay um, but it also, of course, the transition from state two to state one uh, means that you need an extra team because you need to have a, a reserve team. And for a lot of clubs, actually, that that's beyond them. A lot of clubs just sort of take their under-18s or something like that. But, yeah, you know, yes, this is the official structure that's come out. Doesn't mean that that is exactly the way the competition will look next season. No. Yeah, because uh, I think there's a few in my team that are hoping to go down to state league four, given the challenges we've had this season. And maybe that's, you know, there's part of me that, I don't know, you, you don't want to do that because you think we'll get new players next year, but maybe it is the right decision as well. So, yeah, yeah, all, it's pretty, all of those pretty things. crappy to lose all these games. Yeah, absolutely. And all of those things, um, you know, we don't have grading rounds. Uh, Also for for people listening, we don't have grading rounds. So it's not like um, with, you know, like my kids have grading rounds, which is why we go for an extra four weeks because the first four weeks of the season are are grading. I just think there needs to be a way to have these teams enter at state three or state two. Like maybe have like a cutoff difference or something. Say like state two up is like, you know, fancy competitive and state three down is not because... There are so many like ultra competitive teams that enter at state five and it's like, well, for what yeah. purpose? We hmm. could just start a grassroots campaign with other grassroots clubs, Taryn. Yeah. That's yeah. right down your alley. But like it's not fun to play like former no. VPL no, players. No, no, no. Go no, back to VPL. Completely. Completely. <laughs> just... yeah. Anyway. Yeah. It's all a nonsense because it's yeah. all modeled on the men's game and men are stupid. So that's <laughs> what I was saying. Whoa. <laughs> Oh, um, <laughs> sorry to all the male listeners we have yeah 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 shout out uh, to, 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 <laughs> uh, i'm losing it this is the cue to end the podcast let's wrap up you can follow us on spotify on apple podcast on our rss feed rate us five stars on spotify rate us five stars on apple podcasts you know you want to this is an official drive you have made it this far you can do it on social media you can follow us on instagram now our new instagram at yara jets wfc it is extremely wholesome Sam is doing a very good job of running that page. So I highly recommend you go over and follow it. We have a Twitter at Yarrow Jets Pod. You can follow me at Taryn Hedo. You can follow Dutchie at Fiona Holland. Pete, do you have any public socials? Uh, I do, I think. Just the usual Insta. Insta? <laughs> go on, what's your Insta handle? I think it's P Coli 22. All right. <laughs> So follow the Arrogance pod on Instagram and Twitter. Follow me, follow Dutchie. And if you can find her, follow Pete on Instagram. Good luck. 
Good luck. It's a mm. treasure trail. It has been a pleasure having your company today. I hope you've had a fantastic morning, afternoon, or evening, and goodbye. <laughs>